K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got up on mine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another rousing episode of Black on Both Sides. I am one half of the host with the most. It's your boy, King Kunta 3X. One day I'll tell you what the 3X means, but today is not that day. And locally known, world-renowned, and universally accepted, be honest. How you been? What you know? What's good? Man, I had a, a, what is it, a week off. From black on both sides. So that means that's one episode I didn't have to do. So I was I was pretty good. But I, I actually missed the day. When Monday came around, I was like, man, I don't nobody's arguing with me about my opinions about black culture. So I kind of missed it, to be honest with you. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Let's fix that. Let me explain to the guests out there who those who don't know. Everyone in the Slack room knows. See, this is normally what I would tell you, listeners, about how you should probably get in the Slack room. That way you can interact with myself and be honest on a day-to-day basis and you can understand why there was no B.O.B. There's no black on both sides last week. That's because King Kunta went to Atlanta. That's right. And I didn't hang out with be honest at all. Not even for an hour. Not even for 20 minutes. Not even 20 minutes. And let me explain what happened. So, every year, the Kuntas, the male Kuntas, have a father, son, and cousin trip in which they go to watch a pro football game in in a city in the United States. This year was Atlanta. And what I didn't know was that my dad, the Potter familiar, Familiaris, if you will, really takes this seriously. And if his career ever fails in the uh, sales industry, he should probably consider being a travel agent because he had... He had your boy booked every hour on the hour with wall-to-wall events. Let me just give you just a brief overview of who we did. So when I landed in Atlanta, the first thing we did was went to, we went to the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh. Yeah, didn't see that one coming. I don't know if you know how much it costs to get in there, but it ain't cheap. Right. Like $21.33 after all said and done, plus a free lanyard. The free lanyard's key. But in any event, so we were in there, and so we had to get our full money's worth. So I went into every inch of that place, touched everything I, I, I could touch, and tried to touch things I couldn't touch. There's a whole interactive field where you can, like, do events, punt, pass, and kick, that sort of stuff. Did all that, got all sweaty. Immediately following that, we went to the Atlanta uh, Braves Baseball game, which they played the Philadelphia Phillies. No tickets. Just showed up. Thought we'd get a ticket last minute. And you know what? We did. Cheap seats. So we watched a baseball game. A whole ass baseball game. And if you know anything about King Kunta, it's he's not very fond of baseball. And if you knew King Kunta's dad, you'd know that he's also not very fond of baseball. (laughs) And if you knew King Kunta's brother, you'd also know that he's also not very fond of baseball. So what in the complete fuck were we doing? Y'all got drunk? I, I still don't know. Not really. Kind of. Maybe. Maybe kind of. It's a blur. So apparently the game was important. Uh, it was pretty exciting as far as baseball games go. Lovely stadium. Uh, we watched the game to the very end, almost. And I was like, hey, 
We ought to beat these jabronis out of here because we're not Braves fans or Phillies fans. We got other shit to do. That, my friends, fell on deaf ears. So we got swamped in the uh, the rapture that ensued after Atlanta clinched, I guess, their division yeah. uh, two weeks ago. And uh, after that, we just wanted to go take a shower before our next event. And, uh, you know, because no one listened to King Kunta, we were swamped with everyone else. And we had to fight our way out of the uh, Atlanta Braves field to get to our Uber. Apparently, couldn't cross the damn street. Then we went to Dinner Plans, a place in the middle of downtown uh, Atlanta that's apparently the oldest black-owned restaurant in Atlanta. Who knew? Maybe they're bullshit. I don't know. What was the name of it? it? Um, Something Porch. Pity Pat? Something like that? Uh, um, I know what you're talking about. It's not good, though. Here's where we will agree to disagree. <laughs> that shit is not good. I was sold by my waiter that this was the best fried chicken that I would ever I was going to taste. This was going to take me all the way back to my grandma's fried chicken. Uh those my friend were bald face lies. I've had better I've had I've had similar chicken experiences fried chicken experiences at my local Ralph's or Vaughn's or Albertson's. So why are we agreeing to disagree then? Because one thing I did have was the most amazing thing I've ever had. So amazing, I will probably never have it again. Be honest, have you ever heard of pickled watermelon? (laughs) Hell. Watermelon rind. Hell no. I mean, I didn't say it right. Pickled watermelon rind. No, sir. Have you heard of that? No, sir. Neither had I. So, so here's the deal. So our, our waiter tells us that back in slave days, that when Massa ate the watermelon, he would throw the rind to his to his slaves. And what we do, what you know, what, what the black folk would do is try to make you know lemonade out of lemons. So apparently, we found out by pickling it and adding sugars to it, we could make a tasty treat out of this cast off from Master's table. So this pickled watermelon rind, if you look at it. It essentially looks like uh, green gummies. It's like a green, little pieces of green gummy materials that have been broken up and and uh, and, and, and kind of uh, and crumbled. And it doesn't look like something you'd want to eat. But, you know, the guys, the waiter seemed really excited about this. So I tried it. And you know what? It was fucking delicious. Pickled watermelon rind, be honest. You should go to that place in uh, in the heart of uh, downtown uh, Atlanta and try the pickled watermelon rind. It's an experience. I don't know if it's in the heart of downtown Atlanta. It's kind of off to the side a little bit. It's not in the heart. But yeah, I, I, I've been to that place before, and it was just the food was just normal to me. I didn't maybe because I'm from the south. You're from the south too, so that's probably why you were like the fried chicken. This is a right. this, this is stupendous. The pickled watermelon rind, though. I have no I idea what that knew. is still. I, I never knew. No cosign for that. Sorry. And I'm probably likely never going to try it again because I'm not going to go back to the restaurant because it was really hella expensive for no yes. particular reason. Yes. I got three middling pieces of chicken. I had access to a buffet with eight sides. And I got some breads that were okay. The funny thing is, when I walked into the restaurant, <laughs> I was immediately greeted by a white guy. And I told my brother exactly this. Strike one. 
<laughs> I'm happy to say that that wasn't your regular white guy. That was more of like a Gary Owens type white guy. And so it was good, man. I, when I smelt the smells coming from the kitchen, I knew I was home. So right. it's, it's, it's uh, you know, out here on the West Coast, we have a lot of great soul food, too. So it's a very respectful place. I will only co-sign a must-stop for the pickled watermelon rind. That is it. All right, so that was Saturday. Oh, and me and my brother tried to go out and have offbeat shenanigans where we bumped into a brother from the Rare Sunnest Network, Kevin from Music Love Life, who is tall as fuck. There's no reason to be that tall if you're not a ball player. That's right. just wasted height. There's no reason. None. <laughs> and Kunta's not short. Were you in the Slack room, you'd have seen that I posted an actual measurement of myself from the College Football Hall of Fame. I'm six feet tall, dead even. But Kevin is, he's got to be about six, six. He is. It's crazy. It's like uh, the, the homeboy Riz Islam, who's like six, seven. It makes no sense. Like, why so tall? I'm hating. But in any event, so funny story about that. Uh, my brother wanted to go do something. And so he picked this place, and I don't remember the name of it, but I know that. So picture the scene. You've got Kunta wearing athletic apparel, joggers, sweatshirt. Kunta's cousin, who looks like a white dude, uh, wearing um, Tommy Bahama shirt and golfing slack shorts. <laughs> okay. Then you got Kunta's dad, who's wearing like uh, just a, an Under Armour T-shirt, jeans, and sneakers. And then you got my brother, who's wearing you know like a nice shirt and uh, deck shoes. So we get out out of our, out of our Uber at this place. It's a fucking club. Like people's people are, are dressed. To impress. Right. And not only is it just a club, this is like a club like your mama would go to. I've seen some grandmamas, some grandmammies, some big mamas. I'm going to go with big mamas. I've seen some big mamas uh, in the club. It was not the right place for what we were looking for. We were you just went to a club with old people in it? I don't know what he, he didn't know. My brother didn't know. My brother did not know. Why was Kevin there? You have to ask your boy. So as we're standing there, <laughs> and so me and my cousin's like, hey, hey, this is not happening. This is clearly not happening. None of us are prepared for this. This, this was a short notice trip for myself. We're not ready to do this. It's not happening, broham. And that's when I saw Kevin. Kevin was dressed in regular club going attire. Despite the fact I was dressed somewhat like a homeless hipster, I decided to introduce myself. I still don't know if he realized what happened. You'll have to follow with him up with him on MLL. But that was uh, that was that. We got back in our in our in our lift. We went back to the crib and laid it down. Sunday, Dirty Birds watched Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, and if you know, you know that didn't go very well. And I flew back in after the third quarter, so I missed the whole overtime. I was standing in line. At the, at the airport as overtime was being played. So that, my friends, that whirlwind is why Kunta went to the heart, the headquarters of the Rare Sunnest Network and did not hook up with uh, his co-host and 
only by ch- by by mere chance ran into Kevin from Music Love Life. And I apologize. There was no time to record. We record on Sundays and I was flying back on Sunday and I apologize. I've done what I what I can to, to have uh, give you guys a few extra premiums from Kunta's Chronicles. Check those out. But hopefully that will be the last time we miss. And, you know, we lost again today, too, which is another. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, that's that's cool, man. I'm sure we'll, we'll get a chance to hook up at another time. If I, if I don't come out to L.A. or whatever, we do need to do a live show just to just because I think it'll be a, a different dynamic. It'll be weird to see how the dynamic is different. We're live, you know, face to face for real. Yeah, that'd be. I can't wait for that, and it's going to happen. And we're going to keep you guys, in, uh, you know, informed when that when that does happen. But that, you know, wait on it. it's going to happen for sure. Uh, so this is a big music week. Well, for some, is a, for some. Well, well, in theory, a lot of people said they were going to be dropping some stuff this week. Let's talk about the return of a goat to the game. Wheezy F, don't say the baby, please don't say the baby. The Carter Five dropped. And I was waiting on this. If you were in the Slack, you know Kuna was on this. I was waiting all day. He said he was dropping on his birthday. That thing didn't come out to like, I don't know, what, 7, 8 p.m. <laughs> my time. Uh, but <laughs> be honest, have you had a chance to listen to it? I listened to a few of them. What do you think? I think it's dope. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I think that people were expect- – I, I- Intentionally did not listen to it immediately when it first came out because everybody who I heard give a, a feedback on it was like, ah, oh, well, it's okay. Everybody said it was okay. I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to. I don't want to tarnish the history. But then I, I listened to one song and I was like, wait a minute, this isn't bad at all. It was the one with Kendrick Lamar. Um, I don't yeah, know oh man, that yeah. Mona Lisa, man, that shit was art. Yeah, that's I art. I don't know that's how poetry. people are saying it's just okay. When I heard that, so then maybe start listening to a couple of other ones, and I just, I just, um, you know, randomly picked, and mm. pretty much all of them were good. I don't, I don't know that I like the one, the Swiss Beat song that everybody's doing the little. No, nah, that to. was really dated. I didn't like that. Yeah, it, it sounded really like two thousand four or something. Yeah, that you know that is a definite skip for me. I don't, you know, and that side, uh, segue, uh, side note, side note. <laughs> when is the last time Swiss Beats? Has made an actual beat that was good. Uh, honestly, and you know, I hate to say it because he's a Stone Mountain guy. He's from Atlanta. I don't think Swiss Beats really has ever made good beats. I've never. Yeah, well, really- it's been at least a whole ass minute. At least a long time. We're talking Rough Rider. We're talking DMX. Yeah. Uh, EVE. It's yeah. at least that far back. Definitely. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't see what the whole. I don't see what the deal is. Yeah. I don't see it. And so I was very disappointed with that track, which is very dated. Yeah. And I want to contrast that to the Manny Fresh track. Um, there's a Manny F- Fresh track featuring Ashanti. I didn't hear that one. It's obviously, not obviously, but it's also a dated sound, right. but it's okay. It's kind of like that Beyonce track uh, a few albums back where she had a... Mm, so in love, I think it was. It had Andre three stacks on it, um, and then on the radio they were switched him out with J Cole. Remember oh, yeah, that? The party, the party record. Yeah, uh, we like to party. That right. was the name of it. So that was a dated sound for that track, but it was still you know enjoyable. I felt the same way about this Manny Fresh track. It's a dated sound, but it's still enjoyable. Whereas for me, the Swiss Beach things like, yeah, I wouldn't listen to that song. Yeah. 
I was like, come on, man. You got, you, this is not even an original beat. You, 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 you took, you, you, you jacked a track and you, and you played with the drums a little bit. You're not fooling anybody. But you know what's crazy uh, though, Kunta? Much like, um, much like how when um, Cardi B's album came out, it showed me how much better Nicki was than her. Hearing the, hearing the, what you got something to say about that? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to, about to um, cut my throat. Hearing the Carter Five, nope. hearing the Carter Five lets me know how many of these little young niggas have been ripping off Lil Wayne the whole time he's been gone. He addresses that on the song, I think it's number three, called Dedicate. Dedicate. I heard that song. I'm, no lies told in that song, sir. It's amazing. All of these Not little young dudes. Lie told. All these young dudes, they're all, all they've been doing is just ripping off Lil Wayne for all these, and it's just been so long since I heard Lil Wayne actually come with a new song that I didn't realize that he was doing this back then. I just didn't, I didn't catch it until I heard the new stuff. What they don't, and with these new guys, all the littles and the, what they don't understand is that even though Wayne was mumbling, he was still rapping. He still had bars. Right. These mumble rappers I'm going, I don't have to, I'm looking at you, Migos. Now I've gone on record in the Slack and on here saying Migos aren't really mumble rap. I'm taking that shit all the way back. If you if you look at the Migos lyrics, they don't make sense. They're damn near unintelligible. <laughs> Why would you ever read the lyrics? <laughs> there there's no rap genius for Migos songs. There shouldn't be anyway. I'm, well, you you look at the lyrics; they're all fucking terrible. They make no sense. They're nonsensical nonsense. And uh, so, Little Wayne, whether or not you think he writes his own rhymes, he probably doesn't. This isn't news. Maybe he writes some of them. Some of them he doesn't. Whether or not you you like him, you you you, you ding him for that. Whether or not that you believe takes him out of your lyricist conversation, and you're entitled to that opinion. One thing you can never say is that. His rhymes, they do make sense. You may not agree with what they're talking about. Hell, you may even be tired of what they're talking about. I mean, because oftentimes it's really the same shit. And matter of fact, I'm going to go another level. I think this album is probably one of the most introspective albums he's ever had. And for good reason. He ain't been able to eat like he's been wanting to eat for quite some time. This is about the first time you get new content from Wayne talking about shit going on in his actual regular, regular life. Right. And uh, and so you know it's 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 it, I'm calling it. This album's a classic. Let me, it's already a classic. If you don't think it's a classic, then you just need to say, "Hey, I don't fuck with Lil Wayne," and that's your right to do so. But you know, if you if you know hip hop and you love hip hop and you've been paying attention to what the hell's been going on with most of the rappers of the last three to four years, you know this is to me this album will hold up very well to to Kendrick Lamar's "Damn." And by the way. Everybody that knows me knows I think Kendrick Lamar is the greatest rapper currently right now. But you know what he didn't do? He didn't fuck Lil Wayne over like he did Jay-Z on a, a The Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe remix. Yeah, he went in in, but he didn't, you know, he didn't lap him like he did Jay-Z. And that's off of that Mona Lisa. Here's my, here's my criticism of Wayne back in the day. This is why I think Wayne kind of killed rap. First of all, two things. He did two things that I really felt was bad. One was he just saturated, oversaturated the market with songs. There was one time during the drought season mixtapes where he had he was on like thing, I think 70 songs. They were on the radio that year. In a year, 70 songs. Way too much Wayne. 
sit down somewhere. We don't need you that much. But the other thing was, he was the first one to me that got really popular with almost like abstract rap, where nothing, it was, there wasn't, there was never a story. There was never any continuity. It was just like he said one line and that one line would be completely separate from the next line. So almost like the song is just disjointed all over the place to the point where Drake took it a step further, where I feel like Drake writes the, the rhyme part in his, in his, in his line and then goes back and fills the other words. So he'll hit cat, bat, that, at, and then he'll find the words to go in between that. That's how I feel like Drake does. But I think Lil Wayne kind of started that on a, on a grand scale. And I'm hoping that, if you're saying it's more introspective, that he didn't do that. What the new mumble rappers... Nah, he did that. He did that. What the mumble rappers did, though, see, it was, it was at least tolerable with Lil Wayne because I felt like his the way he changed his dynamics and his voice, it was interesting. He and, earned it. Right. But what the mumble rappers do is, though, they disjoint lines, but... Though even even within the line, it doesn't make sense. So like Wayne would have one line and then a, and then a follow up line. Those lines would would work with each other. They'd make sense together. There'd be some you know continuity between those lines. Now that next two lines may not have anything to do with that first two, but at least those two stuck together. Now they're just saying anything, and I mean any damn thing. Literally. And, and you know the crazy part about it is I've worked with a rapper who um did not want to write. What he wanted to do was he wanted me to get in there with him and just record when he got an idea. He'll sit in the booth and I just keep playing it. He'll come up with his next line and he'll, okay, let's record that line. And he'll record that line. And then we have to play it back and play it back while he's figuring out his next line. That is, that is so annoying. That is annoying. But that's what the I'm, new rappers are doing. I'm sorry. The whole time you were saying that, I just kept thinking to myself, how in the fuck does Cardi B record anything? <laughs> But 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 you know I, I you know I I I'm, I I I agree with you that the mumble rappers the structure of their of their rhyming is is very disjointed. By the way, it dropped Aubrey, and I would be remiss to say that although Aubrey does not appear by name on any track, uh, Mr. Carter was paying attention to Aubrey simping, and apparently he let a bit of the simping get into him. <laughs> there's a there's a track on there called uh, "What About Me." If that ain't the Drakest of the Drakest, Drakest tracks I've ever heard, I don't know what is. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, well, you know, you, you've been warned. What about me is the Drakest of Drake tracks in the history of Drakedom. So you brought up the, um, the, the Migos. Did you, did you see that tweet or that group of tweets from Space Ghost Perp? Do you even know what that is? Yeah, I've heard of Space Ghost Perp. I didn't see the tweets. Why would they say? Well, he brought up the Migos in one of his tweets. He's, um, he's tired of the, the, the shits, if you will. And he's about to expose everybody who's had gay sex to get on. And the Migos were on that list. Maybe it was Takeoff. <laughs> I don't like him. He's my least favorite Migo. It's not like he wanted it to be him. <laughs> I do. Do I look like I got left off bad and bougie? Yeah, nigga, look like you got left off bad and bougie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what all my young my young dudes are saying though, man. They like um they like the Lil Wayne album, but they were really they were really impressed with the Kevin Gates record. I I mean album. I haven't heard any of that yet. Well, I heard that. And here's the deal. There are two types of people in the world. Those who like Kevin Gates and those that don't. And never in the Twain shall they meet. I would really like to be one of those people like Kevin Gates. Hell, I've tried several times every album. I even follow him on the gram. But apparently, he's offensive to my ears. 
can't fix it. Sorry. Something about his voice just I just I don't know if it if it's if it's you know the key, the octave, the whining. I it just I just can't get into it. It's a couple of songs. You don't like any of his songs? Any, not one. There's not a single song he has that I need to play on a regular basis or an irregular basis. I can I can be one and done with almost everything in this catalog. Wow. Oh, okay. Good for you. Done. Never have to listen to it ever again in life. And that's not, I'm not saying that to be rude. I, I like some of the things that Kevin Gates says publicly that he stands for. Though I find that very hard to believe. He's supposed to be a huge uh, Nation of Islam guy. Well, I don't know if he's a nation, but he's a huge Muslim guy now. And based on uh, his wife's Instagram, I find that hard to believe. because She's also supposed to be right there with him. So they apparently skipped over all the modesty sections that are required from Islam. But whatevers. Um, you know, I think he maybe got a raw deal getting all that time for dropkicking a woman in the chest. But whatevs. You don't even like that really, really song? That's the one I like. Good for you, be honest. You know, I'm glad you have that to enjoy. You know, I wish I had that. But thank God there's a whole lot of music out there. So, you know, I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. So good for you, man. And I wish Kevin Gates nothing but the best. I really do. Uh, but he just, he's not for me. All his diamonds shine because they're really diamonds. Hey, man, you know, uh, Tattoo, Bugatti, Suwu, Nubu. That I can fuck with, even though I don't have a tattoo on my face. I've never really seen a Bugatti in, in closer than five, you know, within a few feet. Haven't seen that. And uh, Most people haven't. Well, remember, I, I, I've worked in some of the bougiest of places in L.A., so I've seen them on the street. Yeah. So that's about as close. And uh, anywho, but I say all that to say this is that do yourself a favor. Give the new Little Wayne album, the Carter Five, a spin. Um, and, you know, recognize that uh, he's got a lot of time to make up. So some of it is so I would even argue that some of it may be backloaded. Yeah. You know, if, if you're looking for a specific Wayne, you will find him there. Yeah. You, you will find you will probably find at least a couple of tracks of the Wayne you're looking for. Um, what was so crazy? That being said, I'm uh, sorry. No, I was about to. I, I think we're probably going the same place. I was. I was shocked by the, the. It was almost disrespect of your boy, at the coming out trying to come out at the same time. Is that where you were going to? That's where I was going. I'll so, let you take it. <clears throat> this is a public service announcement from Black on both sides. Uh. Fuck you, Kanye. Um, so anyway, bipolar disorder is a motherfucker. I think we can all agree to that. So uh, Mr. West um, decided that he wanted to piggyback off of the, uh, the marketing machine, the, 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 the anticipation of the Carter Five. So he says that he's dropping a new album Saturday. As be honest, and I sit here and record today is Sunday. Uh, is there a new uh, Kanye album out? No, the fuck there is not. And there's more to this. So he went on social media and said that uh, he was going to drop a new album called uh, Yandi. Get it? It's a take on Gandhi. Isn't he clever? <laughs> Look at the brain on him. He's already been Jesus, uh, so this is next. Yeah, this is next. And. Uh, he, he, you know, begrudgingly said that he was probably going to come in number two in sales to the Carter. But that's okay, <laughs> because it's all love. <laughs> Fuck you. 
let's talk about let's talk about what this Negro actually did Saturday, okay? So Saturday he shows up on at, at SNL to you know record his air quotes and sarcasm hit song with little pump. I don't even remember the name of it. Right. It's the one when they're wearing the shoulder pads and shit. Yeah, I saw the video. And so these fools in SNL, they do a green screen. Kanye is dressed literally like a bottle of Perry, Perrier. And Little <laughs> Pump is dressed literally like a bottle of Fiji water. <laughs> I shit you not. And I'm not with this shits. So... Earlier in the day, Kanye was spotted wearing a Make America Great Again hat and a Colin Kaepernick shirt. No, that was from last week, wasn't it? Because I saw he did like a little press. I don't even want to call it a press conference. It looked like it was a, hey, let me get some people together to to pretend like this is something big. And he played a a song that was very mediocre for all of them. Uh, uh, No, B, he did this again on SNL. Oh, no, God. He did it again. This This is his shit. Is this thing because he's so deep and complex and so full of love and intentional, and I so guess, and so misunderstood. You just, you know, you just have to really dig deep to try to just glean the gems he's dropping by his very presence. We just don't so understand S- it. Yeah. So at SNL, um, have you been to a Kanye concert, Beyonce? I have not. Well, you may have heard that in his concerts, he goes on rants. That's kind of his thing because. Right. Bipolar disorder is a motherfucker. I've seen that. And so he did the same shit at SNL. Uh, after he performed his one of his songs, he came out with a with a Make America Great Again hat and went on a semi rant in support of Donald Trump. Uh, he got booed. They didn't record this part of the show. Uh, Chris Rock was in the house and he filmed some of this and posted it. And you hear Chris Rock saying, "Oh my God." This fool was just, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him, and I no longer care. I no longer care. And if your girl Tiana Taylor is smart, she will try to find a new record label as soon as possible. Can't do it. This dude is, uh, and, and, and so he, so needless to say, uh, there's no new album, as Beyonce and I sit here podcasting away uh, in the evening of Sunday. And if he drops a new album, I'm sure it will it will not it will do even worse than the last album, yay. So fuck you, Kanye. I hope you walk through uh an exposed uh uh manhole. Just fall right in. Yeah. I'll win. Too bad, honestly, Tiana Taylor can't just jump off the label like that. She'll get sued, so she's gotta stay. But my my thing is that it seems like now that Kanye is not even he's no longer even trying to be anybody but the villain. I think he wants to be the villain. It does. It's not working. He's not generating interest in his album or his work. Right. He's generating just hatred toward him as you know, as a staff, a record label, record label, and as a motherfucking crew. Well, I think this is bigger than music for him, though. I don't think it's about the albums. I think he wants to be the villain for real. Like he's seriously just like you know what? I'm gonna make my place in, on this earth by being the villain because in hate I can bring love. Like he's that crazy. He's like with all the hate I can get. I can make I can turn that into love because love and hate are basically the same. Like that, to me, that's what it sounds like he's thinking in his head. It's a thin line. <laughs> right. No, fuck that. Because uh, about three or four days ago, he brought his son to a Chicago White Sox game and allowed his son saint throughout the first pitch. So no, this is what we call bipolar disorder, right? And it is a motherfucker. So I'm not trying to untangle, you know, this this uh, 
the untangle untangleableness yeah. of Kanye and what the fuck he's doing. This is what happens when you have a medical condition and you don't take your medication and you're surrounded by yes people and no one insists you take your medication. I cannot wait for Kanye West's next uh, stint on a fifty-one fifty. For those of you who don't know, in California, that's when you're that's when you are committed against your will for forty-eight hours, and they force you to take your meds. I'm full. I'm full of Kanye. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want any more. The music is not. The music is not mediocre. Good enough for him to be an ass like this. Meanwhile, across across the, I guess the. Wait, tape, wait, wait, wait. Before we leave Kanye and the, and the good music label, uh, one one last thing. Oh, I wasn't done yet. I was going to actually say something in contrast to all the dumb shit he, him and his wife are doing. Um, no, no, but I don't, I don't want to leave good music yet. Okay. There's also something else happening that I, don't, that I kind of found out about, but okay. it's like too good to be true. And I, I think I kind of care. I'm interested, but only slightly. So you remember we talked about how you shouldn't really fuck with dudes who are grown and still rocking braids in 2018. Remember that? <laughs> right. In, in correlation with one Pusha T. Yeah, have you heard that uh, Pusha T and uh, one Stephen Hobby are having a beef? Hmm, I didn't hear that. They're having actual beef. Steve Harvey is dropping bars on Family Feud talking shit about Pusha T. What? That's odd. I'll have to send that to you. I'll have to find it and send it to you. I don't know how it started. I don't know how it's going to end. I just find it hilarious that two of my, uh, well, one of my least favorite persons, Stephen Harvey, and Pusha T are now having some sort of beef. I don't know how it got started, but I find it hilarious. And listeners, by the time we get back, record next week, I will have answers on what exactly the fuck is going on with these two. But I did see Steve Harvey drop a bar, talk about who the hell is Pusha T. I got more money than him or something like that. It's hilarious. That's true. But I think it had to have been a Pusha T line, probably something about hairlines or a thing like a man, something like that. It had to be a Pusha T line and and Steve Harvey clapped back because I would, I doubt that Steve Harvey has a real good understanding of who the clips are. I just, I don't believe, he might know the song Grinding, but I don't think he knows any of their work. You know what I'm saying? Don't, doesn't seem like it. By the way, Stephen Harvey, I, I really hope that you're able to carry on in light of the fact that the Steve Harvey show is going to be canceled so they can give that fat bitch from American Idol season one a show. I don't remember her name, but you know which one I'm talking about. Uh-uh. Fat- Carrie, Carrie something another. Uh, Carrie Underwood? No, not that one. Before her, the big one. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson is going to be taking over the time slot on ABC for the Steve Harvey show. Yo, you know what? She peaked at the right exact time. Had she waited one more year to go on American Idol and came on stage looking like it, she literally looks like the human Miss Piggy. You know, I bet she knows how to make some bomb-ass fried chicken. I bet she does it. it out there. I bet she I bet. does it. She looks whack. I'm going to throw it out there. She she won she got on American Idol exactly the right time because had it been a year or two later it was she was it was over her cankles and anyway but um and just well, so you guys have to know that King Kunta is deep in the social media streets and pop culture Bo Bice was robbed Google it you're welcome <laughs> who cares anyway what I was gonna say was meanwhile Jay Z and Beyonce are giving a hundred thousand dollars to scholarships just more you know just more positive shit that they're doing on say this it. side. Say it. Say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Black excellence. Yes. Living their best life. No, I I, I commend that. Another $100,000 for them. um, And that's through the Bay Good and the Sean Carter Foundation. But 
oddly enough, also Apple is has partnered with HBCU. I don't know if you heard about this, King Kunta, but no, a- I didn't. Apple uh, partnered with HBCU scholarship program, um, a Thurgood Marshall, the Thurg- Thurgood Marshall College Fund, and they're donating forty million dollars to scholarships. That's wonderful. That's great. Don't say but. Do not say but. Do not say but. Just let it be what it is. And just more, let's move on. Period. I won't a- say but. Apple, however. No, same However, shit. I need Apple to hire some people of color. Could you, could you do that for me, Apple? You mean in their leadership? At the highest, at the highest ranks. Yeah. Go get somebody of color on the board. And when I say of color, I don't just mean gay. Gay is not of color. Right. In the, in the Silicon Valley, they have now changed the narrative to say that gay means diverse. Right. And, and, and white gay specifically. So if I could get somebody of color, not of Indian descent, red dot, not feather, I'd appreciate that, Apple, anybody. Right. I feel you. Apple has a lot of people on their leadership with, like, green hair, and they think that's diverse. Like, they, we let people dye their hair and, and have mean, tattoos. I'm, I'm so punk rock. I'm so diverse. I'm so counterculture. Yeah, right. fuck it. Um. It, it, yeah. So you know the whole Jay Z and Beyonce thing. You know, it's uh, I like what I'm seeing. You know, that's that's kind of why many people like King Kunta feel the way they feel about Beyonce and them, and um, and someone in a similar vein. You know, uh, LeBron is still LeBroning out there and still you know fulfilling his promises. And uh, I just want to slip this in uh, now because otherwise uh, I'm going to be accused of being on some sort of bandwagon. Uh, be honest, um, I think the Lakers are going to suck. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we get there, I wanted to give one more shout out to another big company. Because <laughs> I, I <laughs> that's hilarious because you've been riding LeBron's dick since he said he was a it's, Laker. It's not, it's not good, man. They don't even, they look like, they look like somebody you would find at Pump and Run. I'm, speaking, I'm being all the way for real with you. They don't look like a real <laughs> basketball team. Let me let me get back to that. Hang on, let me add, let me add one more thing. Amazon also partnered with HBCU uh, Connect to hire. Um, well, they're targeting African American technicians in for their um, in San Francisco area. So if you're in San Francisco and you you know you're technical, they're they're hiring. No, that, that, that's actually great, and that and that actually goes to the point of what I said about trying to get more people of color in the highest positions at these places. You know, a lot of it can start from the grassroots level. Yeah. And that's that is a way to get in. I mean, you look at the Wozniaks, you look at, you know, even uh, Steve Jobs and, you know, they were they did start from the bottom they, and, and right. work their way up. So this is this is, you know, this is part of that. And I commend that. Yeah. And, you know, when you're as big as Amazon, you don't really even know what to do with your money. Yeah. You can't you can't give it away. You give it away. It comes right back. In their words, though, they're targeting African-American tech professional. So I like, I like hearing that kind of stuff. So, Meanwhile, Akon is building a whole real-ass Wakanda, and we ain't talking about that shit. He's been doing that. He, you know how many villages he's given water to in Africa? No, no, no. He's going next level. Now he's bringing the tech. Yeah. But no one is talking about this shit. This motherfucker really thinks he's T'Challa. He is. And nobody is reporting on it. The media is silent. Oh, everybody. And he already said he would have given he, if he had been allowed to have the contracts in Puerto Rico, he would have got them uh, energy a long, long time ago, and could have quickly. So, by the way, so you you people out there listening to the show, friends of the show, do yourself a favor and try to find some non mainstream uh, media coverage on Acon. 
you know, I'm not going to lie. At some point in 2006, I had this probably irrational fear that he was trying to uh, drive me uh, insane uh, through his uh, his songs, which seemed to follow me everywhere I went. But, you know, I've gotten past that. You know, Lady Gaga, you know, he found her. Gaga got booty. I can support he, that. He, he didn't, but go ahead. Fair enough. Whatever. You know, hey, and neither did uh, Lil Wayne find, find, find Drake. Right. But it is what it is. Well, no, it was, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot different. It was a lot different. Jimmy Iovine threw Lady Gaga at him because he he didn't know what to do with her. So Akon kind of just got he was in the right place, right time. But I'm glad he did because Lady Gaga money is what's got him over in Africa building Wakanda. This is a black ass king T'Challa. For real, we gotta start celebrating this dude. For real, no shit. I'm, I I there totally is agree. No coverage on what the hell he's doing. It's totally not agree. just the water. He's he's he's, he's beyond that. No, that he's, was ten years ago. That was like yeah. literally ten years ago. So do yourself a favor and try to Google and and research what Akon is doing in Africa. You will be stunned. Yeah, I agree. you will be even more stunned that no one is talking about it. So, tell me about these Lakers. What, what's going on? What's going on with these Lakers? What do you see? Man, it's just some dudes, man. It's just a random assortment <laughs> of random ass dudes. They don't even. It's just dudes, man. It's LeBron and some dudes, and it's some, <laughs> it's some old dudes who who you know who who probably should be out of the league, and it's some new dudes who you know who can't even bench press two twenty five once. I mean, it's like I don't know how he doesn't go insane this year. I just don't understand. I don't understand. This is a team to where if he was a hey, be honest, would you like to be an, a, a professional basketball player in the in the NBA? And he said, "Yeah, sure, okay, I'll, t- I'll try it out." <laughs> Here's your teammates. You're like, oh no, nah, see, you know, I'm too old for this shit. I just, I just don't know, man. There's needs. This is not the year. Lakers faithful, Laker Nation. This ain't the year. Nah, this ain't the year. It's not. This definitely it's not. So all these expectations that you have, lower them. I can see it in their eyes. I see it. I see it. In the, I can see the fear in their eyes. Jalen Rose, Lonzo, Lonzo don't even know. Don't even know why he's there. He's just dead inside. Ray John may start over him. Yeah, he probably should. Yeah, well, he- the spin is that Lonzo's not all the way healthy. Yeah, right. The actuality is that LeBron don't know him, <laughs> right. and his daddy's a dickhead. No, I think this dad has been banned from the facility all the way. <laughs> right. There's security waiting for him. Hey, look, though, but I, from what Jalen is saying, Anthony Davis is coming next year. Do you believe that? It's possible, but that's not this year. Oh, no, this year is going to suck. Got a whole ass year for Laker Nation to readjust those expectations. Yes, LeBron is on the team. Ain't that something? But I did say team. There's four, four other people out there. You got you got four potential other uh, uh, J.R. Smiths out there doing the wrong shit. Right. By the way, you know if he, if anybody knows J.R. Smith, you might want to reach out with a text or a message on the gram. Just let him know that it's for real, for real. LeBron is not coming back because I'm not 100 percent sure he really believes that yet. The way he's acting and Tristan Thomas too. He, I don't think you know grief is a motherfucker. You know you got to right. go through your stages. And these guys are in denial, hard out there in Cleveland. So you know. Keep them uplifted in prayer. J.R. Smith is pandering for uh, support from Supreme because he got a Supreme tattoo on the back of his calf and the league has let him know that, hey, we're going to find you every game 
that you show this tattoo. Either you cover it up or you can find every game. So Are he, you being serious? I'm not joking. So he jumped on Instagram trying to show it off. Like, can you believe the, the, the league is going to ban me from showing my new tattoo or else they're going to find me every game that I, that I wear it showing? To me, that's pandering. He's trying to get Supreme to give him a, um, some kind of endorsement or pay his fine for he him. He already has the endorsement. Well, they should. If, if I were them, I would pay that fine. And have, the have, more interesting thing here is this is an interesting problem if you think about it. How many people, like for instance, uh, there's a sinner and his name is Goran Dragic. He has a tattoo of a jump man on his leg. Right. Until last year, the Jordan symbol was not an official, you know, sponsor of any team. Last year, Michael Jordan was able to get his the franchise he owns, Charlotte Hornets, to be able to display that that symbol. I'm wondering. There's a legal challenge to be had here. That's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't heard this. I, this is this is going to be a really interesting issue because J.R. Smith, aka <clears throat> who drink up all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. <laughs> he um he's probably the only person I would that that's been dumb enough to tattoo <laughs> a sponsor in such bold lettering on their body, such prominent lettering on their body. Right. That I, I sense there would be a legal challenge. I don't really know if I were the NBA, I don't know why they care. I don't know. Well, I, I think that it's awesome for Supreme because much like the I don't know if you remember during um the boxing it was there was about a two or three year period where they had drawn advertisements on the the backs of boxers. It was only in like non title fights or whatever. But I remember seeing actual ads logos drawn on boxers' bodies during fights. Yeah. So yeah. problem is when you get knocked down, your back it rubs off. <laughs> like Beijing, like Beijing or whatever. I'm so but saying. but this to me though, if 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 Jr. Smith is not the star, if they could get a, another level up. Besides J.R. Smith, the, the the celebrity level above him to wear some a tattoo of their brand, I would pay that fine every every game. I would let him do that shit for eighty two games, and I would pay that shit for at least an entire year. Now, what J.R. Smith does with his supreme tattoo after that first year is on J.R. Smith. But for that first year, I'm covering all the fines because the amount of the amount of advertising you would get from having the right celebrity rock your tattoo would be uh, phenomenal. But they're not even. Hmm. The sponsorship doesn't make any sense because they're a lifestyle brand and they don't make anything. They don't make any original things. Right. All they do is slap their logo on other things. But why is that why is that a problem? If we get the right cool guy to wear it, that's more lifestyle. We don't because, rock with Jay-Z so much. Because normally you, you want someone to to hmm. it's an interesting conundrum. It it's is an interesting point you make because usually when you have a, a partner that you're trying to uh, sponsor, they have some connection with your brand. And I don't know what connection J.R. Smith has. He's not necessarily known in the league as having fresh gear. In fact, he's known in the league as drinking a shit ton of Hennessy during right. the game and not choosing to wear a, t- a, 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 a shirt at right. awkward times. So I don't know if I want that to be my brand guy. But I mean, there are there are brand ambassadors, people who, you know, they because like the NBA thinks it's stylish for some reason. Russell Westbrook and those guys wear those crazy outfits. They really believe that they're stylish to the point where I think was it last year's All-Star game or the year before they actually had a fashion competition. Do you remember that? (sighs) You know what that sounds like? Gay? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's what we... that sounds like. <laughs> yeah. That's the diversity. I didn't say it. You said it, but I kind of agree with you. That's the um, diversity Apple's talking about. Segway. Remember a few shows back, I talked with you about an acquaintance of mine who allowed his son to show up in a dress at school. Yes. A, co- a princess costume. Yep. Well, I just saw the double down a few days ago. How should I do this? Let me. See. I got a homeboy who has a friend who on Instagram said I should leave my job and become a professional nail painter. And the image was a picture of his son's fingernail with a design on it that he had drawn on it. <laughs> professional leave nail this painter. Right. <laughs> There. So what you're saying basically is that he's vicariously living through his son. That's really what I don't it know is. What the fuck is going on? I just, I just, uh, this whole gender neutral thing. Ultimately, I think is not good yeah. for society. I this whole there people have different men and women have different roles, and there you know there are some things that have that you know any of us can do right. But there are other things that, you know, are nature rather than nurture. Right. Like rapping or telling jokes, being a comedian. That's all male stuff. It's not what I'm talking about. But in any event, uh, there are certain things that are inherent of certain, our our nature. The sexes are important. Absolutely. And this muddling in generation, was it Z or whatever it is now, it's going to have some consequences. Um, But... You and I have been talking about some fun stuff. And as much as I like to think that's why people listen to this podcast, it probably isn't. There's a travesty going on that we need to talk about. Do you know where I'm going? Um, does it have anything to do with Trump? Uh, only on the edges, but it really has to do with uh, white men in power. Ah, I know where you're going. So. I just saw a picture of his cell. No. So let's talk about what's happened with the Supreme Court nomination of Judge Kavanaugh. Right. Mosley agrees. The time has come. Right. So there was one woman, uh, Dr. Ford, uh, who accused him of sexual misconduct when they were in high school. There was a second woman who accuses him of sexual misconduct when they were in college. There is now a third woman who accuses him of sexual misconduct. Dr. Ford testified last week. And I'm sure we've all seen the memes of the angry white men. Uh, Kavanaugh responds to his accusations. He didn't come out contrite. He came out angry. And there is a problem here. There is a problem that um, there seems to be a lot of smoke. And so Kavanaugh, uh, notwithstanding these allegations, was, was confirmed by the Senate to, to, to go to a vote for the Supreme Court nomination. This led to many Democratic senators like uh, Senator Harris, Senator Booker and others walking out of the vote on the Senate Judiciary Committee. 
And um, it led to one senator who's a Republican senator, but who is not, who is going to be retiring at the end of this year, begrudgingly agreeing to have an FBI investigation, this just for one week, to determine the truth and veracity of Dr. Ford's allegations as they correspond to uh, Judge Kavanaugh. Mm. And the problem that I have with this situation is, well, there's many problems. One of them is the Senate Judiciary Committee is supposed to be um, bipartisan and not behold to party lines. This was underscored by Senator Leahy, and that name should be familiar because he is an old senator, Republican, whose name is on a lot of laws. Right. And he was pissed. He said that this is the first time he can ever remember that the Senate Judiciary Committee is essentially acting not as an independent arm, but as a very weak arm. And he called him by name of the Trump administration and that that independence has been lost and essentially that um, our politics have changed dramatically and that this is, um, this is terrible. Can I ask you a question before we get deeper into this? I know at some point you have to be recognizing the effect. Um, I don't want to say this because I don't think it's Trump's doing. But, no. But there has to be some praise given to the idea that the shit was really broken for a long time. However, it's being exposed at astronomical levels the past few months. The past year, I'll say. It's being exposed at astronomical levels, and none of this would have been possible with Hillary Clinton in office. I agree. But let's focus on simply right and wrong. Okay. So this appointment for Judge Kavanaugh is a lifetime appointment to a branch of government right. that is outside of the other two branches. Right. An independent branch. There's no right, there's no inherent right to this position. It's not just yours. Just because someone nominates you doesn't mean you get it. You can ask uh, uh, President Obama's nominee who they refuse to vote on for no particular reason. Mm, there was a reason. So you have three women accusing this individual of sexual misconduct. And now you have Trump who you know, for better or for worse, did sign off on the FBI investigation of a week with the caveat he limits it to the topic and the subject matters that will be covered. And just let me inform the listeners, back when um, Justice Thomas, Thurman Thomas, was uh, accused by Anita Hill of sexual misconduct, there wasn't an FBI investigation launched. A full investigation, given time to come to a conclusion, rightfully or wrongly, right? And uh, and 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 after that, it was, that was expressed to the Senate body, and he was confirmed. Really, only going to give this a week? A week, right? <laughs> a week. That's basically like, hey, man, okay, okay, okay. Damn, damn. Remember when? Remember when Martin? Here's this is a weird ass analogy. Remember when Martin? Proposed to Gina the first time. You remember that? No. He was like, damn, Gina, damn. Okay, damn, yes, you got me. Oh, damn. yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'll marry you, damn. Right. 
This is like, damn, women, damn, okay, y'all upset, okay, I'll listen to, we'll, we'll look into it, okay, we'll look into it. You happy now? He's still being, he's, Calvin is still going to be confirmed. And I got to tell you something, be honest. His confirmation will be the best thing that happens to the Democratic Party. You want to know why? Why is that? Millions of women will be pissed, and they will vote. The GOP will now become the face, undisputedly, of the party that doesn't give a fuck about women's rights. Specifically and specifically. So, you know, this is, is you know, if your mom came to you and said, hey, son, 30 years ago, this terrible thing happened to me. Are you going to call her a liar and say, why didn't you tell me earlier? Or if your daughter said, hey, dad, you know, 10 years ago, this happened to me. I'm not saying just because someone makes an allegation is true. I'm not saying that at all. But as I pointed out in the Kuntas Chronicles, we're playing with two different roles. Either we care about sexual misconduct or we don't. And if we don't, let's own it. Well, let's not put some people in jail and go back 30 years over sexual misconduct allegations claims and let the good old boys make it. And if you look at this, you know, this whole entire process, you're seeing angry white men angry because white male privilege has been challenged. And that was Senator, I'm sorry, that was Judge Kavanaugh's primary first thoughts when he was able to give remarks. And it was Lampoon on SNL. And then after that, he broke down in tears talking about calendars that he'd made of some shit that's somehow irrelevant about anything. You got a lot of white males used to not being questioned, upset that we have the audacity to be concerned about boys just being boys. And the problem I have is Tamir Rice, thug. Brett Kavanaugh, as a teenager, Oh, just boy being a boy. I don't know what we do in the immediate time to fix this, because the 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 you know the the inconvenient truth is the Republicans in this day and age of bipartisan politics they have the votes. If they want to become, if they want, they want a Republican nominee to be the next uh, Supreme Court justice. It's going to happen. The only reason why Kavanaugh is not on the Supreme Court. If, is if he punks out and quits because of it's too much on him and his family right. to listen to these women. That's the only way he's not on the Supreme Court. We, That's it. We definitely need more than a week. It needs to be a real investigation, and they need to postpone whatever appoint, appointments they have. Let me ask you a question before we go further on that, though. Who do you, which one of them is right? Is, are they both thugs, or are they both boys being boys? Which one? How do you fall on that? I guess my problem that I didn't really clarify very well is my problem is with the threshold question is that it, they don't go to the merits. If you have a certain suntan, if you're a person of color, the merits don't fucking matter. There's an assumption. There's a generalization. And that generalization, rightfully or wrongfully, is usually accredited. Whereas if you are white and male, you just be a naughty. Well, no, no. That's, that's the that's, assumption that's going to be accredited. That's not so, what I'm asking. I'm I know ask, what you're I'm asking me. I, I know what you're asking. I'm okay. going to get to that. So putting that aside, Tamir Rice isn't a thug. I don't know what Kavanaugh did or didn't do. 
I know that Dr. Ford gave credible testimony of what she felt happened. And I know that it, it, it justifies further investigation, a real investigation. Yeah. I know he has two other individuals saying he did something else uh, throughout, at other times. So I have to say there's a lot of smoke. I know that Dr. Cosby, and I never really did dig deep into the facts in, in the Kuntis Chronicles I did on this. I know that the person that, that he was convicted on has lots of problems with her story right. and credibility. But he's in prison today. And I'm and so, you know, in prison versus lifetime appointment versus the president of the United States has over 30 plus sexual misconduct allegations. This was while he ran and it didn't matter. Right. So this Me Too stuff, women's rights, victims, believe the victims. Do we care or don't we? Is it lip service? I don't think we do. I don't think we care. I, I think this is a convenient way to put people in prison that you want in prison. And honestly, we don't really give a shit. Like, shut up. Like, lady, shut up, lady. That's what I think the country really, really feels. That's certainly how Senator Lindsey Graham felt when he revealed his... Uh, for me, Senator Lindsey Graham was a Republican, but someone I had at least a modicum of respect for. But this past week, he had his... Uh, his his yeehaw moment. <laughs> his Howard Dean ha moment. And and so his anger that Senator Feinstein sat on this information for 20 days as indicative of the truth of veracity of whether or not uh Kavanaugh did something or didn't do. Your focus is that the information was sat on, not whether or not it was true or not. That's the wrong focus. Right. And he got pissed, real pissed, yeehaw pissed, pointed fingers. Kavanaugh came through, pointed, talking about the Clinton administration. What? Right. What's that got to do with you, dude? You, you, you're trying to be elected to a nonpartisan, independent branch of government. Yeah, the whole thing smells. It does. It does. And Not it, good. And it's, it's going to take. Bad. And it takes more than a week to to vet all this. There's no way. I feel like he probably did something he shouldn't. I feel like he probably did something you don't want a Supreme Court justice doing. That's what I feel like. But now, what that is, I don't know. But you know, I don't have any me too's I'm aware of me though in this day and age. You can tell, but I. But, you know, and if I did, that means I probably shouldn't be sitting on the highest court in the land with a lifetime appointment. It's not my birthright. And that's the problem I have. I would agree. I Listen. think the Supreme Court justices need to be um, damn near perfect. Impartial. So, so, listeners, let us know. What do you think about Kavanaugh? Is it, you know, do you think he did it? you think he doesn't? Do you think it... it do you think it requires more than one week to see which of these three accusers or more are telling the truth? And if we don't get a week and he's your new Supreme Court justice, are you okay with that? Women, are you okay with this guy maybe being the uh, swing vote on whether or not Roe v. Wade's overturned? You, you cool with that? I don't know. I know we probably have very few and far between white listeners, but white people out there, you, you, white women, because a lot of white women voted for Trump. Th these are just facts. Are you, are, you, are you really okay with that? 
you know, let's say you're anti-abortion. That's fine. You're okay with somebody who has credit, who has allegations of sexual misconduct by other women being in a position of power. Have you looked at the Senate? Have you looked at the executive branch? White male, white male, white male, white male, white male. Listeners out there, female listeners, tell me why you're okay with white males deciding the law about your body. I'd love to know why. Agreed. (sighs) Anyway, man, we keep looking for the bottom of this shit. (laughs) <laughs> we keep looking. We keep looking for the floor, right? And I still, I still can't see it, and I'm afraid for it. It's like we're hurdling. It's like we're falling. You ever have one of those dreams where you're falling, and there's no maybe, maybe you haven't. I've had a dream before where I'm falling, and I'm just falling, and there's no, and there's no bottom. I'm just falling and falling and falling. That's kind of how I feel where politics in this country is today. And I don't know. I don't have a solution. I don't know how it gets fixed. All I know is that this shit is not good. What what's going to replace poli- the politics we have currently have in place? That's that's the question. Because be this, honest, this like, is going to have to burn. Gonna take an extinction level event to yeah. bring Americans together to decide to do something different. This this whole political structure is going to have to burn. It just it, it's obvious. It's been broken for too long. Trump's um, inability to be somebody other than who he actually is is just exposing all of it. So. It's, We're laughing stock. For those who think things are fine, when was the last time a president of these here United States was laughed at by the general body of the United Nations Assembly? Take your time. See, so you I'll went too wait. far. You went too far. Here's my thing. What I know about the people in charge is they have no fucking idea what's going on either. We're all just guessing. So there's no real playbook. There's, there's, so when you go that far with it, I think we still are fine. But as far as the political structure goes, this you know what I'm talking about? Bananas. The body of the United Nations, everybody else, all the other Fuck countries, they them. laughed at his ass. Fuck them. I told you how I feel about United Nations. Fuck them. They Fuck laughed them. at him. He was talking about how he's, his administration has done more in the last two years yep. than any administration we have. in the history of the United States. Oh, and those no, fuckers all laughed at him. Yeah, that's fine. But I guarantee you, you know what? I guarantee you they won't talk shit to his face because we'll flatten their entire, their entire existence. And no, we won't yes, because we General will. Mattis is making sure we don't launch accidentally into World War III. Yeah, well, you know how I feel about the oh, United Nations. By, by the, the way, Nations. quick thing. I don't know if I've said this before. So as people may know, hmm, let me do it this way. I have a homeboy <laughs> who has a son in the Air Force. And so what the Air Force does is that they take uh, surveys from time to time to try to figure out morale and whatnot. And apparently uh, people in the Air Force, at least, at least that branch, are really concerned about the... Uh, uh, the commander in chief, so much so that the Air Force uh, has issued uh, a clarification that if at any time any commanding officer asks you to do something that violates the military code, it is your right, even as an enlisted man or woman, to refuse. That's not new. Inter- Interesting times, but to reinforce that after a survey on how you feel about politics, I don't believe the survey happened. I, I, here's what here, I don't believe the survey actually happened, but I do believe that they're probably doing more talks about uniform code of military justice and 
uh, disobeying a lawful order or you know a, a, a not an unlawful order. I don't believe that 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 survey happened because anybody who's a who's a, a serving member of the United Nations, I mean the United States military, knows that the the commander in chief is your boss. All the generals walking around, all the the sergeants or whatever wherever you are in the military. Everyone knows that the the person in charge of all that shit is the commander in chief. There is no disrespect allowed. There's no games played at all. So that, I don't believe that that happened. Now I do believe that lawful orders may be being redefined, but they, there was never a survey. Trust me when I tell you there was never a survey. Maybe that's just like um, shop talk or something to make it have a little bit of a little levity or something. I don't know. But they don't play games at all with the president when it comes to the military. That's your boss. That's the highest boss. There's no other. That's your God. So I just want to go on record that what you're saying completely contradicts what my homeboy said his son told him. In any event, what I would say is that receipts. We're living in marvelous times. We're living in times <laughs> that perhaps we haven't seen before. There are a lot of people who want to pretend like this is politics and business as usual. <laughs> but all you have to do is open your eyes, open your ears, and you'll see that things are not like they used to be. Yeah. And that should cause some concern about where we are going. Well, thank you for listening to Black on Both Sides. Hey, make sure you guys share the show also. If you're enjoying me and King Kuta going back and forth, in a place that was not mentioned tonight, I'm glad because, you know, we don't really go to that place that he says we go to. But if you enjoy hearing our shows, make sure you're sharing it with a friend. Make sure you're sharing it with a loved one so that we can get our followership up. And I don't believe we have any five-star reviews this week, Kunta, do we? Uh, I didn't see any. And, yeah, see uh, you know, that's very important for those that do listen and enjoy the show you know, to give us those five-star reviews. Because in addition to sharing the show, that's another way to get this show on people's radar. When you get the five-star review, it pushes up higher on the podcasting list in our category, which I believe is still philosophy. Um, is it still philosophy? By the way, it was less than my look, but I haven't looked in a while, so maybe he changed it. Hashtag podcast dojo. <laughs> Hey, man, we appreciate y'all listening to Black on Both Sides, where nothing is black and white.